You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, episode 37. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. Steve, what's your favorite color? What's my favorite color? Wow, I was not ready for that. Uh, blue. No, blue. red. Red, okay. Actually, I don't know. You don't know. Red. Derek and Steve present... Okay, two things before we start. First, thanks for having me. Really great to be part of the show that's recorded 10 feet away from my bedroom. <laughs> but BC, if we can beat number three and number five... Are that, we spin zone in? If Are we, we can, about to spin zone? If we can win out... Can I spin zone for a second? Spin zone it. So here's the thing. Here's the thing people forget. You win out... That's a playoff resume. We could make that's the playoff. That's a playoff resume. 13-2 after the playoff. Yeah. National <laughs> champs. 13-2 champs. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 37 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, what do you hate more? What do I hate more? Defensive backs who can't tackle or wide receivers who can't catch? Oh, it's a great question. Um, we kind of touched on this on Sunday. Both of these things make me furious. <laughs> Absolutely furious. Um, so I would say probably wide receivers who can't catch. Because DBs, DBs have a lot of other jobs. Yeah. DBs have a lot of other jobs. Um, they have to cover. They have to deflect passes. They do have to tackle, but not as often. Wide receivers are, are supposed to catch. Like That's why you're, you're <laughs> freaking paid to do the job, is to catch a football. If you can't catch a football, who cares? Right. Um, although, I will say this. I, I thought about this when you asked me on Sunday. The wide receiver job comes with about three, maybe four skill sets. You have to be able to run really fast, you have to be really big, and you have to have great hands. If you have, you have two to, uh, you sometimes have to, you have to block too. Sometimes you have to block, which which comes along with being pretty big. I I, um, I kind of lump that in together. So so out of the three things you at least have to have two of the things. And for some reason the majority of people pick speed and size over like hands and speed or or, or size and hands. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's because I just don't know the difference. Maybe that's the most important part, and you don't actually need great hands to be a great receiver. But we saw a lot of bad drops on Sunday, and it made me very mad. Or so. maybe the future of prototypical wide receivers is short guys who can catch instead yeah. of big guys who can jump. Short, slow guys. Short, slow <laughs> no, guys. No, actually, short and fast. Or tall, slow guys. Tall, like slow guys. Yeah. Tall, slow guys who can catch. Yeah. And block. It's not that hard. Right. Uh, well, either way, both are terrible. I hate them both. Um, but it's going to be a great week. Yeah, yeah, great week. So um, off to a good, off to a bright start. Good question. I got a question for you actually. Sure. Um, this was in the pop culture section, but I figured I'd ask it anyway because it's kind of been in the news. Yep. Um, is the title for the upcoming movie The Accountant the worst movie title of all time? Yes, I think it is. <laughs> okay, I, I thought so is. too. Yeah, because I I don't want to watch a movie called The Accountant, so no far, matter what it's about. So far. I mean, there could be a worse movie title that comes along. Yeah, you're right. So far. That's another just like job title that is a movie title. Yeah. Like the construction worker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But also like it's almost like the transporter, but at least the transporter is about like him getting in trouble while he's doing crazy car chases and transporting things from one place to another. The accountant. I don't want to watch this guy do any accounting during the movie. Yeah. So why call it the accountant? I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, a great star- question. Starring Ben Affleck. Yeah. Starring Ben Affleck. We're going to get to that soon. Who we will talk about later. There, there's, a, there's a clip of Ben Affleck related to The Accountant. Uh, nothing to do with the movie. That's not why we're going to be playing the clip. But 
but that is what I think sparked Steve to ask that question. And and it's just bothering me. My answer is that yes, that is the worst movie title in the history of movies so far. So far. Okay, good. So cool. So today we have three periods for you. We have sports in the first period, which will be a lot of the show. Second period trivia and third period, uh, a few of those pop culture things, a couple TV shows, nothing in depth. Or a few, one or um, two robberies of one, famous people. One or two robberies, famous people, maybe probably just one actually, um, and stuff like that. So we don't have a uh, <laughs> things like things of that nature. We don't have a, a consistent show yet. We're going to talk about that a little bit because there is a new HBO drama on Sundays mm-hmm. that we didn't watch yet, but we are going to talk about the prospects of that and, and see what's yep. going there. So a few things there in the third, but we'll start with the first period, uh, which is sports and a crazy weekend in football. So we'll start with, you know, college football in general, not going into too much detail on that. We had Bobby Mundo on last week to do uh, the details on college football. So we won't go into all of the games that happened and all the developments in the Heisman rankings and all that. But we will say there were a few crazy games. And one of those, it was one of those weekends where you really, from an objective standpoint, I guess start to uh, really feel the difference between college football and pro football from yeah. this regard, and that's how just absurd some of these games end up going. Yeah. So we were watching on Saturday uh, after the BC game, you know, late afternoon, watching some of these games: uh, Tennessee Georgia game and uh, Florida State North Carolina game, and a bunch of these other ones. Uh, Michigan came that was a crazy game at the end. So. All these games having last seconds. What was your thoughts on the way that these games unfolded, and basically the the simultaneous stupidity of some teams yeah. not being able to close games out, but also the heroics of others in, in being able to win these games in these clutch moments. Yeah, so the the thing we'll touch on is obviously that, you're right, college football and NFL are not the same. Yeah. NFL teams lose because they're dumb. Like, <laughs> NFL teams lose because they're coached poorly or make dumb mistakes. College football teams lose because there's just so much emotion, a lot of luck goes into these games, and it comes down to basically the last play. For these, which is what you want. Like if you mm-hmm. if you if you've got three versus five, you want it to come down to the last few seconds, yeah. last few plays, because that's what it should be. That the teams are very even. Um, we saw Hail Mary in the Tennessee game. We saw unbelievable performances and a loss by the Heisman candidate in the Louisville Clemson yeah. game. So a lot. I'm not a huge college football fan. I I enjoy the competitiveness of it, but it really so far it's been a quite a wild ride for. For college football, yeah. F- uh, Florida State lost again. Uh, I think they're about to drop out of the top twenty-five if they didn't already. I think they're um, still twenty-three. Yeah, so it, it's definitely a wild season, um, and that means doors open. Doors open. Doors welcome, wide open for Boston the, College. Welcome to the spin zone. You heard welcome. you heard a little bit of that in the intro of the episode, taking a few of our spin zone clips from from our interview last week. Um, the doors open, and uh, so, so just to touch on a couple of those, one thing that I thought was interesting, and I was reading a few articles about it afterwards, not that it's an excuse by any means, but uh, I, I did find it interesting watching the end of the Louisville game. Um, Louisville's receiver there, I think Quick is his name, he comes up a yard and a half short of the first down and didn't, didn't, even didn't dive. dive for yeah. it, You know, didn't do anything, and he actually pointed first down after he went out of bounds there. He really looked like an idiot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then watching the replay, I noticed that there was no yard marker on that side of the field to show where the first down was. Now, I, I don't too. know if that's standard uh, inside the red zone. I actually saw. Did you look into it? Did no, you I, that I didn't look. Into so it. it was back too far. It was. It was pushed back. So there's like a weird that you, when you separation far, segment. Far there's like from the field. Exactly. There's yeah. like a segment that the coaches and players can't be touching or that it's like a penalty mm-hmm. in front of the actual 
uh, field of play, yeah. and it was behind that right. instead of right next to the field of play. Right, right. So people are like talking about that, but like, who really cares? Like, yeah, so you, you have to dive no matter where the thing is, like, yeah. or or cut inside rather than go out of bounds. But yeah, it's it, it's tricky for me because I I think that it's you know if I'm on the losing end of that, it, it is something that bothers me. I think. Um, but you know, the, the if the yard markers are going to be there for every, if, no. if they're supposed to be that, there for every play, that play, that's one hundred percent that player's fault. Like it, it, you, you have to know where it is, but he didn't even dive. Like, yeah, if yes. if, if there's no marker, dive. If yes. there is a marker, dive. I mean, by the same token, I'm trying to think of myself in a situation where a guy's got a first down and then he dives. <laughs> But like he's he's past the first down marker, he dives and gets the ball knocked out of his hands. Like like are we saying yeah. are we singing well, the saying same like, tune? If there's if there's no marker, you have to assume you don't have it. Like that's the no no but yeah. yeah but do. I'm saying so. Let's say there there is no marker and he had the first down and then he dove. Well, that and di- the ball I mean, gets like, knocked out of his hands. I mean, if there's no marker, you dive. Yeah. Right. So well, it's like di- by dive, I mean cut dive, up field, dive. like reach, get, reach the ball forward, dive, reach the ball get forward, or cut up field down. rather than go out of bounds. And, and like, if make that, a move, if make that a effort results in a fumble, because yeah. I mean, th- no, you know, it you can. Yeah, but you don't think that's not how you think. You're not thinking, ooh, I guess I'll maybe get it and sacrifice the game rather than dive and maybe fumble. You wouldn't. No, that, that's not what I'm saying. What no. I'm saying is that if you know, I agree, he should have dove. But what I'm saying is that if there, you know, there's something to be said for the fact that the yard marker is not there because. Yes, he, we can say he should have dove because we know he didn't have the first down. Yeah. If he did have the first down and still wasn't sure and dove. Oh, you mean like if that happens. If he had the first yeah, down and dove and lost the ball. Hypothetically, it's not there. He dives because he doesn't see the marker. Because he assumes he yeah. needs to dive for it, but he well, actually then, didn't need to. You know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a mistake. The yard marker should be there is, is all I'm saying. So it's yeah. not an excuse, but I think it would certainly aggravate me if it was my team, you know, going for that play. Yeah. If the yard marker's there, do you think he dives? I don't know. I, I doubt it because he didn't look like he was. I think he putting definitely it, dives. He because he signaled first down. He signaled first he down f- when he went out of bounds. Signaled first down after he. I think you know what I think he happened. I think he didn't think that getting the first down was the most important thing. I thought he thinks getting out of bounds is the most important thing. Yeah. Because after he gets out of bounds, then he's like people start jumping around and he's like, oh no no first down first yeah. down like yeah. he doesn't realize that. He made a huge mistake yeah, until I mean, about two yeah. The responsibility later. is certainly on him. I, I just think it's the, the, yeah. I, I think it would agitate me as a fan to to have yeah. the officials not have the the yard markers in place. Yeah, for I mean because really, it's the most critical. It's true, but you game. also expect your players to to know the the gravity of the situation, to know exactly what yard they have yeah. to get to. Yeah, like you shouldn't catch the ball and then look into the sideline to see what yard you're going to. You should know I need to get five yards right now, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a built-in excuse, and it's good for them, but they're they're going to drop what two. Two or three spots. They they beat. They lost to a, one of the best teams in the they country. They dropped like, to seven. They dropped to seven. Yeah, exactly. and, and so that that I mean that leads us into the, you know some of the talk about BC. For me, this game, this Louisville Clemson game, for me went exactly the way I, I wanted it to. Personally, I, you know, I, I like Louisville more. I I I want Louisville to win. I, I like Louisville more than Clemson. Um, but I also wanted BC to face a top five team this week. And, yeah. And yes. They would have, you know, kept Louisville, and obviously Louisville would have still been three, maybe even moved up to two, potentially, although probably not, um, had they won that game. But there's still a couple weeks until they come here to Chestnut Hill. I mean, if BC beats, I mean, it, we can want them to play the higher-ranking yeah. team, obviously, oh, yeah, yeah. no matter what, yeah. but we're going to have to beat all three of those teams anyway. Yeah, you still have to beat them, agreed. Yeah, and like whether they're ranked five or seven agreed. or, or yeah. 15 or 23, I, like... You're either yeah. going to be in or out. The, the more, the winning more, the ACC. Yeah. The more important thing too was that both of these teams beat the crap out of each other. First of all, yeah. And also, both proved that they're legit. 
So, I mean, a 42-36 loss doesn't mean that Louisville dropped. They only yeah, dropped I, number I seven. I mean, it's it's done by humans. The humans aren't going to say, ooh. Yeah. If they didn't lose to Clemson, we're ranked yeah. four instead of five. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. But if Louisville goes out and loses 42-10 to 10 to Clemson, then, you know, well, now, yeah, now exactly. they're dropping out. Exactly. So the fact right. that both That's why teams, you're right. Yeah. The fact that both teams went out there and were impressive, you know, leads to us probably still getting to face two top five teams out of this, which is what I which is what I wanted there. So yeah. that leads to Clemson, who's coming to town on Friday to Death Valley North. And <laughs> uh and they they'll be they'll be storming in the highest ranked team uh since I think I don't remember the the year, two thousand three, I think. Uh so the highest ranked team in a long time to come in here to Alumni Stadium. Yeah. After two real stinkers attendance wise and opponent wise at Alumni Stadium to start the year for BC, which we've talked about in the last week. Um We'll quickly, you know, acknowledge that BC played very well against Buffalo for what it's worth. Um, <coughs> Buffalo is a step above a cupcake team, but they're still not the standard that BC needs to be beating. They need to win a conference game. They need to win yeah. an ACC game. Nonetheless, they and play they well. They need to win an they, ACC game this year. They, yeah, or Because yes. they didn't win one last year, they, so we're looking for our first one They this need year. to win one yeah. this year. I'm not demanding they win one this week. I'm demanding they win one this year. Yeah. Um, in the next four weeks, I would say. Um, but anyway, Clemson does come in. For what it's worth, we'll we'll do a little bit of a spin zone here. They come in in what is very well is the definition of a trap game. A- after an emotional roller coaster against Louisville, the the post game conference, I think it was uh, Bullware, uh, something Bullware, Clemson's one of Clemson's star linebackers. His post game comments uh, after that Louisville game were just that he was as emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally drained as he's ever been. Perfect. He's basically Bring him on. totally <laughs> yeah. exhausted. And he's like, and we have practice tomorrow, which I hate. Love <laughs> was, it. was his comments after that Saturday night game. Meanwhile, BC is relatively fresh. They, they, they rested a lot of guys against Buffalo. They didn't, you know, they split carries with their running backs. John Hillman only carried like yeah. 13 times it, or so. It is the perfect scenario. Like, we're, we're coming off two unbelievable, te- building. Uh, unbelievable teams beating the crap out of each other. Yeah. Both didn't lose any credibility in that game. If right. anything, they both gained some. Yeah. And now we get to play one of them who's demolished, coming yeah. in at number three in the country. Yeah. Um. So I think it's a. I think it's. it's there's no reason we don't win. It's right. <laughs> it's right for the upset. Yeah. Um. It, also, to add to that, um, it's red bandana game. Yes. And I ask you, which is always a huge game it, for us. That is. So this might sound silly. That's a legitimate factor. The, oh, the, the fact is. that it's the red bandana game is. Is it is an actual team, legitimate like, factor? Yeah. The, I mean, those people, the people out there, probably don't know Patrick Tolls very well. But if he's <laughs> playing, he's a big get involved with like the the th- the outside factors. Yeah. He yeah. loves like getting the fans involved. He loved the Harambe thing. I guarantee yeah. he. I mean, he, yeah, he already he tweeted, tweeted about, about yeah, the, the, the red, red bandana, bandana game, yeah. and it as he should. It's it's an unbelievable cause, an unbelievable thing, but. Um, if any, like if anyone's going to be pumped up about this, it's our quarterback, which yeah. is exactly what we want, which is what we need. Yeah. So, so. I think honestly the stars are aligning. Yeah, um, are. so if we go out there, beat Clemson, stay unranked, <laughs> go out there, beat Louisville later, get ranked, get ranked in top 20, yep. go out there, beat a maybe ranked Florida state team. Now you're talking top 15, you're talking top, top 10 15. and you're winning the ACC championship game and you're going, you're on to the playoff. And and the media has already acknowledged that we might see two ACC teams in the playoff with Clemson and Louisville, so you know they're already halfway there on yeah, the, on the correct exactly. idea. They just have the have the teams wrong, but um, but yeah. So I think the one thing I will say uh, before we move on, and we talked about this a little bit off air, I just want to point out that Clemson does not steamroll BC when they come here. 
they, they, no, they, they, they don't. They don't. Uh, yeah. Two years ago, the last time they were here, I actually forgot how close this game was. BC lost 17-13. Tyler Rouse dropped what could have been the game-winning yeah. touchdown. And then also, then they had another pass that that went through Josh Bordner's hands that could have been a game-winning touchdown. Bordner patrol. Um, and, and I actually kind of laughed a little bit reading the paragraph about this because the, that was actually, you. I, I'm going to point to the moment that that ball was in the air. When Tyler Murphy threw that pass to Josh Bordner that went through his hands, or, or Tyler Rouse, one or the other, I'm going to say the moment that ball was in the air was the moment that we started our steep, steep fall. <laughs> because you read the paragraph, and BC is that is that finishing that drive away from moving to 5-2 and two after having just beat USC, yeah. number 9, and then beating You're- Clemson, number 24. Moving to 5-2 and two en route to you know what ended up being a good season, but you know that turning point right there, I know, I know we finished off the season strong, but... It's love, been a long time. I coming. love it, Derek, but you are deep in the spin deep. zone. And then, <laughs> you are so the, deep. <laughs> the last thing I'll say is that the previous visit by Clemson was a 14-point win for them. But you look at the Clemson roster in that game with Taj Boyd at quarterback, DeAndre Hopkins and Sammy Watkins being guarded by Sean Sylvia on Boston College, for those of you who watched Sean Sylvia. Who's like and me, who's covering like Steve, Sammy Watkins. basically Steve, yeah. covering... Sammy Watkins, and even more ridiculously now, DeAndre Hopkins, who's way better than Sammy way better. Watkins. So, yeah, and, and that comes a team only won by 14 points. So, if you want to do spin zone, we can do it. <laughs> we definitely, There's no have, way. We definitely have players at least, if not better, than Sean Sylvia. Sean Sylvia. And Clemson does not, have, does not have a DeAndre Hopkins. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that yeah. without actually knowing that. I don't know if they any of these guys are as good as DeAndre Hopkins. But regardless, we're living life in the spin zone, and we'll, we'll check in next week and see uh how the how the high flying eagles are doing after uh after this big one against Clemson. So either way, we'll be the funnest atmosphere uh, obviously of the season so far at Alumni Stadium uh and should be a good one to watch. So any other any other thoughts on BC football? I'm pumped up. It it's been a it's been a rough season for tailgating. It's been a rough season for football, so I think both of these um factors come back into play for BC yep. this week and I think we see like the classic BC football experience yeah, we've fact, been waiting for. Fact, since We've been waiting for since USC, I would say. So uh, There's that, and then we move to the NFL. So uh, we'll start quickly again with the Patriots like we did the last couple times because mm-hmm. they they've been the storyline without Tom Brady the first four weeks. Sure. They get smoked by the Buffalo Bills. Smoked Six, by Rex. 16 nothing, just a dominant performance. Uh, you know, it's great Bills, coaching. Bills totally stifle the Pats. It begs the question, like Steve brought up last week. Yeah. Is Bill Belichick just a product of Tom Brady's success? I would go as far as to say no, <laughs> because I just think Rex Ryan is a superior mind. He's a, a superior football mind. Um, so w- whenever Bill Belichick and, and Rex Ryan go up against each other, it's just pretty obvious that there's a there's a wide gap there, and, and Rex Ryan just has the advantage. He's way better right. at coaching. So you kind of have to take the quarterback out of it for this game. Yeah. And just assume, and just like, so I I think the idea is that Tom Brady's not a good quarterback and Bill Belichick's not a good coach. Right, right. That's what I that's got what out we, of this. That's one. what I think. We, yeah, yeah. That's that's the only conclusion you can come to. I think. Yeah. Um. I think the real the only real question is, um. You know, now we can now we know definitively that this franchise would have at least six rings if Rex Ryan was their coach. Yeah. Would it be six or would it be like more like seven or eight? If, if Rex, Rex Ryan was, and Tom Brady were together. Probably, probably four, eight. four, maybe two. <laughs> if Rex Ryan and any other quarterback, probably eight. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Because he need to be need a good quarterback. He need, a, not he an need an at least one. an average. Yeah. Quarterback. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Um, so that's that. But one person who was uh, relatively angry about the uh, Buffalo Bills beating up on the Patriots this week was Ben <laughs> Affleck. Um, yes. So here is a little clip of a Sports Illustrated interview. Uh, this is how the accountant came into play. This is an interview that Ben Affleck was doing for the accountant. And so he and was, this is off camera. This is like this is like before they, waiting for yeah, the interview. This is like B-roll, you know, like footage that they just had the camera rolling while they were setting up the interview. And he's doing this interview on Sunday during the game. So he. You know, he's in this studio, and the woman who's who about to, who's about to come on this, uh, into the set with Ben Affleck, he asked her if she has the scores of the football games for the day. Hi there. I'm Tiffany Nice to meet you. You have the scores of the football games on that thing by any chance? I do, and I don't know if you want me to tell you what it is. Uh oh. Do you? Well, yes, I do want you to tell me. Okay, Buffalo's winning. Buffalo's winning sixteen nothing. Buffalo's winning sixteen nothing. Yeah. You're kidding me. No, I'm sorry. In the third quarter. Fourth. In the fourth? Yeah. Okay, Rex okay. Ryan. So, okay. <laughs> so, so the, the utter disbelief. He hates Rex Ryan so much. <laughs> I think my favorite part of that is his utter shock when it's the fourth quarter instead of like, the third quarter. Also, it's like sadness. It's like, yeah, Rex Ryan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, did he sound kind of drunk? Yes, yeah. Yeah, he definitely he sounded, sounded drunk. drunk. Yeah. He, uh, and... <laughs> If if you guys out there get this, he sounded like a drunk Michael Neal. You should re-listen to it if you know that sound. Re-listen to it and see if you get that because that's the first thing I thought of. I get that. I get yeah. that. It wasn't the first thing I thought of, but yeah. I, I can get it now. So, so yeah. yes, those um, of you who know that. Very upset. Very yeah, just he's, like he's sad. Not happy, not just like sad. That. Just drunk and sad. Just d- drunk and sad. That's a great way to describe it. So, um, so that's that. Uh, moving to other topics, though. Another team that it doesn't matter who plays quarterback is doesn't the, matter is the Denver Broncos. So on, or on who one, plays against them or who or any doesn't nothing matters. They just win. That's all. Yeah. So the Broncos have Trevor Simeon go down. Paxton Lynch comes in, and they still they still roll. They still so roll over the Tampa the, Buccaneers. The, the, I mean, we're looking at historic levels of defense here. I mean, yeah. This defense after the run that they just made to the Super Bowl and the run they put on this season is in the conversation with any defense we've ever seen yes in the nfl by far they're that dominant and and the thing is you watch it's kind of crazy because you watch von miller and the d-line do their thing and they're not getting sacks every play but they're disrupting everything yeah it's it's easy to look at stats and say oh look they've like the vikings have eight sacks over the last two games like it's huge or like like 16 they can be misleading yeah Yeah. they can be misleading but you watch of um a Broncos game and you see every single play uh, an offensive lineman is getting shoved in the quarterback or or the quarterback like I only watched the, this Bucks game but the amount of movement Jameis had to do and he's not a big mover like he's he's kind of like a big guy so him moving around the pocket is a bad thing was more was double any other game yeah. and it's just him like ducking and dodging not really like getting tackled and breaking tackles just having to get out of the way of people flying at him and then throwing three, two picks and a, and a they, how many turnovers they have? They probably have. I, I didn't say there. I think their turnover oh, differential is like, oh, it's gotta be huge plus 11 or plus 12. Like it's incredible. Um, they had three turnovers that game. It's it, you're really, you're really right. We're watching one of the greatest defenses I think we'll ever yeah. watch. Yeah. Um, so especially because they play they have to play the bucks but yeah, yeah. And, i mean and with the playmakers they have i hate to say it but a keep to just capitalizes I, like he's not yeah. 
It, it's the perfect mix of consistent players in like Von Miller, who just go out there and do the best every time. Yeah. And then players like Akib Talib and TJ Ward, who are opportunistic, who are opportunistic yeah. and and can they have the they have the ability to take chances because the rest of their defense is so good. Yeah. So if you have an extremely good playmaker, who who has like who can who can take the risky shots, taking them every yeah. time. Mm-hmm. It, it's golden, yeah. and, and they're they're capitalizing almost yeah. every time. It's incredible. And, and and the last thing I'll say about the Broncos too is that, uh, you know, you got you got to give a lot of credit to John Elway because this, what what's most remarkable about this, I think, is the is really the transformation. Um, in an era of passing football that we, where we've seen five thousand yard passers growing on trees in the NFL, um, and and every passing record being broken seemingly year after year, they just keep going yep. up and up and up. This is a team that just a few years ago was built around Peyton Manning throwing 55 touchdown passes. True. And now this team is running the football and playing defense. Mm-hmm. And it and you don't, you can't even point to where it happened. It happened sometime in the last 2 years, but I mean Peyton retired. This is this what would be this would be Boston College football if we had an average quarterback <laughs> last year. Yeah. We would be un, unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have true. garbage <laughs> garbage dumpster Instead, fire. We had Troy Flutie. Yeah. So, speaking of Boston College, uh, the next NFL team that looked red hot over the weekend was yep. the Atlanta Falcons, where Matt Ryan throws for 500 yards. I'm not sold. And Julio, I don't know why this is on here. Well, this is on here for a couple of reasons. First of all, Julio Jones, 300 yards receiving is is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, but more importantly, I want to just quickly tie this back to BC because, as oh, I yes. mentioned. You do have a theory. I have a theory, which is not really grounded in reality, no. but it's like I believe in it, though. Yes. Um, <laughs> NFL, like a lot of the things NFL Boston College players, players from BC in the NFL, their doings and success directly correlate to the success of the Boston College team at the time. So I'll bring you back to Nate Freese and his stint in the NFL. Bring us there. As soon as he got there to the Detroit Lions, he missed every kick he tried and got cut. And then suddenly... Boston College missed every extra point that they tried and every field goal that they tried and lost every game because they couldn't kick field goals. <laughs> then shortly thereafter, Luke Keekley became the best defensive player in the NFL. And we start seeing Boston College pop up on defensive rankings with Alabama and all these defensive juggernauts in college football. And now Matt Ryan throws for 500 yards on the week that we hope that Patrick Tolles defines himself as the fifth-year transfer that Tyler Murphy was. I like it. But it's also ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's I not. totally agree. I completely agree. I, I I like that you're putting all the eggs in the Clemson basket, and I think we have the possibility. But <laughs> you're you're really taking stretches here. The question is whether it works retroactively, and that that was exactly. just attributable whether, to the Buffalo. Exactly. Team. Buffalo. We played really well against Buffalo, so Matt Ryan <laughs> That's, played well. Right. 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 Um, but either I, way, I believe in it. So t- to the Falcons, I'm not sold on the Falcons. If no, the, neither am I. No, the Bucks beat. Of course beat not. Of course not. If the Bucks beat you. You're a bad football team. No, the Falcons started five and zero last year, and they went eight and eight. Yeah. So <laughs> it's true. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not buying the Falcons yet. No. So Andrew Luck, I'm also not buying Andrew Luck. Andrew Never Luck buy him. Sell him. Um, Stupid. This idiot. was just on here as a point. Uh, I'll also let you speak to it a little bit because sure. he represented American athletes extremely poorly in yep. London. He looked gross and disgusting and didn't shave. Refused to shave. Wore a gray v-neck just a gray v-neck like a one that was like old and gross not like a nice and he 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 went around and visited all these these european landmarks and they had the cameras following him and him he was signing autographs i was like this looks like a like a schmuck like this guy looks like an idiot he hasn't shaved 
He like looks like he smells like butt. He's wearing a t-shirt that's garbage. He's just really not not only is he a bad quarterback, he's a bad American now. He's just yeah. not representing America very well. And I, I say we leave him. I agree. Leave him in leave London. Him, leave him there. They let, want they want to start an NFL team. Let him let's, have let's, it. He can he can he can stay there. He garbage. can be their quarterback. And I'm then, so and that can be an easy win for all the American teams. You heard it here first about four years ago. <laughs> I was not on the Andrew Luck bandwagon. Yeah. I'm still not on the Andrew Luck bandwagon. I'm actually on the opposite bandwagon is the hate Andrew Luck bandwagon. <laughs> and everyone should get on board because it's trains are leaving. <laughs> and there's a lot of people on board. All right. So there you guys go. Last call for that. Uh, any other football notes you want to make? Not today. Not today. Maybe next Maybe next. Uh, Monday night. Maybe next Monday night. Yeah, or sometime before then. So <laughs> next we have MLB playoffs. We won't really get into it too much because they haven't started yet, but a couple topics to touch on. Um, in the AL, we have a couple of interesting storylines because we might get a rematch of what turned out to be a very bad blood series last year between the Blue Jays and the Rangers. If you remember that punch that got thrown yes. with Jose Batista. Love and, the punch. Yeah, so... Uh, if Maybe the my Blue favorite Jays, punch in baseball history. <laughs> yeah, possibly. After the Nolan Ryan punch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if the Blue Jays win their wild card game, that series gets set up again. So that, that'll be entertaining. Uh, then we have the Red Sox and the Indians on the other side, relatively standard. There's not really any marquee storylines that are yeah, popping out at me at this point. Dumb baseball teams <laughs> playing baseball. Um, but the big storyline is that the Cubs are the odds on yes. favorite to win the world series. The Vegas has them at seven to four, which is like ridiculous, ridiculous for, yeah. for a baseball playoffs. And all the experts are picking the Cubs as well. So this begs the question that we asked two months ago, and we, I think, both agree at the time. Yeah. It doesn't happen when you think it's going to happen. It does A hundred whatever year curse doesn't get broken when you won a hundred plus games and everyone picks you to win. Yeah. Do you still it, believe that? I still believe it, and it's a bummer because they deserve to win. They've got a great baseball team. They have a great manager. They have okay fans. Um, so... They and it's bummer because they can't win. Like you, you can't break a curse <laughs> if you're supposed to win. You just can't. That's not yeah. how it works. Um, so my actual pick for the uh, playoffs to win the World Series, Cleveland Indians. The Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Indians. Nice. I, I don't think Cleveland loses another championship ever. I think the ever. Browns turn it around. Yeah. I think <laughs> Cleveland wins every championship. The Browns the turn next, around this week for the, the next first. ten years <laughs> um, <laughs> against the Pats. What's funny? I I I actually remember months ago, uh, we made some very long out World Series picks, and I actually p- took the Indians to make it to the World Series. Do you remember who I picked? I don't. I I, you might have also taken the Indians to make it there. I think you. I don't think you took the Indians to win. I don't think I did either. I maybe took the Rays. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, so, I mean, the Indians, so the problem with the Indians is they're really injured right now. they got yes. a lot of injuries, so it is going to be tough and they're for them not to beat the Red Sox. And like a clutch baseball team. They aren't. They're, yeah, they're, all, they're all momentum yeah, is what they exactly. are, and they actually kind of limped into the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Although they did win their last couple, but they, they lost their hold on the top seed in yes. the AL. Um, so, we'll see. It'll be interesting. They did Base- hold on to home field. Oh, we we so. talked about this. Baseball playoff, like, baseball gets so boring. Yeah. Like, Late summer baseball, you're only watching it because you have like fantasy team and it's just on every day and and games start to like blur together. You don't really care. Yeah. But then as soon as playoff baseball it's, hits, yeah. every single pitch is the most every, important thing. Yeah, like going on, which is amazing. It's true, and and all the players know that, which brings out a different side of all these guys. Yeah. So it's like you know you you have you know 
I've heard argument with this. We won't get into this. I've heard arguments though in the past that some people believe that you know the quote unquote clutch factor doesn't really exist. That it's just a reflection of how good a player is. That's and what losers say. I just don't believe that at all in baseball because of how much how how mental that game is. You know, it's not a game like. You know, in football, you could say it's just so fast and instinctual and hockey and all these other sports. Baseball is such a thinker's game. And, and you know, every single pitch, like you said, is just insanely intense. So uh, it's it's great to see how these guys perform. And there's a lot of question marks in these in these playoffs. There's a lot of guys in the Cubs, a lot of guys in the Red Sox who are unproven. You know, th- there's a fair share of guys that are proven, but guys that Rick Porcellos, who are 22 and four. I'm you know, just, how does he perform when every pitch is the most intense pitch? I'm know? just really pumped up about. The Bartolo Colon walk-off <laughs> Game 7 World Series winner. That, that <laughs> The walk-off will. home run, Bartolo Colon. They're going to pinch hit with him Game 7 of the World Series. That will be that will be a sight. That's right going to be the day. The Mets got to get through the wild card round in order for that. So they're playing the Giants. So we'll see how the wild card goes, also, but when we come back here. Freaking Giants are definitely going to win because it's an even-numbered year, and they always they win every other year, that's and true. they're definitely going to win. I hate it. That's true. It's true. That's or, definitely who or, I picked. That's or, definitely who I picked to be in the Or year. does Pablo Sandoval seem just win it every even-numbered year? That's actually also a stupid point. That's what needs to be, that's what needs to be decided. It's one or the other. It can't be both. So. I hope he comes back to the Sox, Derek. <laughs> I hope he does. So, and uh, you love every second of this. No, he's. He, I don't even actually think he's eligible to come back because he didn't play during the season. Um, but he's still. It's his team. Though. I hope he just sits he's in the locker the room and, and the destroys the, the chemistry. He eats chicken. Um <laughs> So that's it for baseball. We'll get back to that once the series are underway next week. Last sports topic: the Ryder Cup. Uh, very fun tournament. It's always the. It's always the. Yeah, maybe one of. It's probably the funnest golf tournament. To honestly, watch. I think this is the tournament that gets that that would if to to bring golf into the, the like a top four sport it, in America. It's yes. got to be the Ryder yes. Cup because people want that I pure was, competitiveness against. Yeah. Like, a you get to root against. Europe and you get to root for America yeah. and B you get to root for individuals against individuals rather than individuals against the field yeah. which which American sports thrive on and, and I think people really enjoy it the friends that I was watching I was over a friend's watching the Patriots game and we put the Ryder Cup on afterwards and these are you know people that don't follow golf were intrigued and, and were having fun yeah. watching the Ryder Cup if, it's if, honestly I, lo- I like watching golf but it's hard to Watch golf when you you have to watch ten people at a time play for one spot. Basically, play for the, yeah. the top spot. If I get to watch one person versus one person, and bunch, I can much yeah. easy. That's much more team. easily digestible, and I can see like, cool. If we win this, we get a point. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, and yeah. and and the other factor about it is that you get a lot more spirit and celebration. Uh, we saw tons of clips yeah. of of, uh, of Reed on the U.S. and. You know, and Rory, was, that that matchup had yeah. a lot of uh, emotion in it. But these guys celebrating and fist pumping and like stuff that you don't. The only time you see that in golf is when somebody has won the tournament. That's yeah. the only time you see anyone react that way in a stand in a, one of the normal. And majors. they're kind of just reacting that, like they're it's reacting like a, that way for themselves. It's, like sweet, it's the release, I did it. Like, I yeah. won. You know, instead of yeah. saying in your face, yes. I beat you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and not that it's like it's not that it's ill ill spirited yeah, or no, anything like not. that. But it's like a it's just a. Every hole, it's like if I just went up two, it's like yes, let's go. You know, whereas yeah. none of them do that when they go up like three shots on the sixteenth. You know, because they yeah. still have to finish. They have to. They have to go. They could easily. They could blow a ten-stroke lead if yeah. they collapse totally. Whereas, like in this format, you can't. Like you reach a point and you won, and it's like, or, or you, you know, you're one hole away, and it's like you just need to tie this hole and you win. You know, it's like it's much more incremental and a lot more 
chances for yeah. you to be able to show so right, emotion. Ryder so. Cup, we're in. I think we're in. Yeah, absolutely. And um, should we talk about the Ricky Fowler 23rd reel? <laughs> so just a side note, it was yeah. a pretty funny picture. I think SportsCenter had, had it on Instagram. I don't know why they the did internet. that, but they took a photo of the winners of the Ryder Cup. The USA won the Ryder Cup. Yeah. They, they beat Europe. Um, for the first time, uh, they, they, don't, they don't win too often. Yeah. Um, but when they do, it's on American soil. And they had all the winners stand with their wives <laughs> and the trophies. And everyone had to kiss their wife at the same time. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think Ricky Fowler, I'm guessing he's not married. Yeah. He, or doesn't have a girlfriend or be, whatever. Yeah. But there's about, <laughs> what is it? Is it 20, well, 22 there's, there's, people? That's what, not in the picture that's been going around. There's yeah. not, not, not everyone fit into the picture. In the photo, but, there's at least 10 couples kissing. Yeah, basically. And him yeah. giving the shrug face there's in a, like the middle of I, it I think there's, alone. I think <laughs> it's a 12 person team, I think. And uh, that I'm guessing because of the 23rd wheel. But yeah, they, they were captioning that the 23rd wheel and he's just sitting there. Shrugging and kind of looking up, basically right at the camera. It's a, that's so, a very good photo. Yeah, it's a great yeah. picture. So um, that's that. The Ryder Cup, we're in. So any other thoughts on sports? Uh, no, I like sports. I, I like, don't care I who like, knows. I like sports too. Cool. So uh, second period, we'll breeze through it. It's going to be trivia. So you want to you kick it off? Sure. So I'll kick it off. You guys have done this before, um, but I'll brush through the rules. We're going to give five clues. Um, this is a famous person. And the clues will get um, easier as they as they go on, um, and see how fast you can identify the person we're talking about. So, first clue is: this person was born on May sixth, nineteen sixty one. This person's uh, fifty five years old. They're born in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, um, and their parents are Nick and Nina. So, born May sixth, nineteen sixty one, age fifty five, in Kentucky parents nick and nina all righty so this person was the sixth actor to play batman when he starred in 1997's batman and robin hmm so must be an actor then Derek. yes <laughs> clue number three he has been an advocate for resolution in the darfur refugee conflict notably spending 10 days in chad and sudan with his father to produce a tv special quote a journey to darfur to darfur unquote Reflecting the situation of refugees and advocating for action. Um, so a very active person. All right. So uh, an advocate there. In 1994, he got a role in NBC medical drama called ER. Soon after, he became one of the show's breakout stars and started getting more film offers. Clue number five. Um, those films, after starring in ER, he also appeared... In several Hollywood films, including, and hopefully these give them away, uh, The Perfect Storm, Burn After Reading, Oceans 11, 12, and 13, and Gravity. Um, so that person, if you haven't guessed it yet, of course, is George, George Clooney. Clooney. Um, so we actually had a conversation about that kind of led us to George Clooney pretty recently was, who's the coolest person in Hollywood? And when you say cool, you don't mean like hip, young, cool. You mean old school rat pack, smoking cigarettes, like <laughs> tie clip cool. Yeah. Um, and we came up with George Clooney, maybe Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, and then like on a second tier, like Tom Hanks and yeah. Matt Damon, who's just a good actor, but not really like that cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a good, it was a good analysis. It was That's a, good, a great analysis. It was a great conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, Derek uh, was there. I was there. I was there. <laughs> I, I, I passively participated. Yeah. I acknowledged I, that I agreed. 
Mm-hmm. And that's it. George Clooney is pretty cool. And, and Brad Pitt has fallen out of that yeah. coolness, actually, because yeah. we don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's we like, don't know what's going it's on. It's like, what the heck? You know? It's like, what the heck? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Great so, analysis. So there we go. There's our there's uh, Derek and Steve deciding what actors are cool and what ones aren't. So if you guys have any questions, if you have any actors that you don't know if they're cool or not, just let, let us, us know. Let us tell and you. We can do an analysis for you um, and figure that out. So that's it for the second period. Trivia is over and brings us to the third period, which is... Uh, a bunch of stuff, just a bunch of uh, topics. So we will start with uh, something that uh, Steve didn't watch yet. He'll catch up on it probably later. But it aired la- it aired Sunday night, which is the fourth phase. Uh, you obviously did see Art of Flight. So the fourth phase is the snowboarding documentary from Travis Rice that we've been waiting for for a long time uh, in the production uh, of those. And uh, it aired on Red Bull TV on Sunday night, and it was good. Um I don't, you, know, I don't know how much to give on it. Are you going to give it a so Dragon what, Fruits rating? Here's what I'll do. Yes, I was thinking about that. Because I haven't seen it yet, so I would like to give it an avocado's rating, but but, but you, I don't want to be influenced by your rating. Right. So I'll give it one, but um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to do a little bit of a unique Dragon Fruits today. So like they're like rare Dragon Fruits. Um, <laughs> wow. This is going to be done Exciting. on, the, the Dragon Fruits are going to be normalized a little bit differently. Um, Hit me. So I'm going to give this a dragon fruit rating with the baseline that Art of Flight is a 100. Whoa. Okay. okay. So basically, you're going to rate it against one movie. Yes, because I, th- I feel like that's what it should be rated against. That's a very fair way of doing it. The, these movies aren't, shouldn't be... I shouldn't be rating this against uh, Free State 11. of Jones. Yes. You know? God, no. <laughs> Don't rate so, anything against So that. I'm going to rate the fourth phase on a scale by which Art of Flight is a 100. That's... Interesting. So I'm going to give the fourth phase 61 dragon fruits. Okay. With Art of Flight being a 100. So this was a very cool documentary. So it's 61% is good. 61% is good. You could say, yeah, I guess, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you could say that. Um, we'll we'll go with that. It's, <laughs> okay. But but it, it's 61 normalized dragon fruits. <laughs> You're actually giving it. Say it. Six, say it again. 61. Normalized Art of Flight normalized dragon flutes. Dragon, <laughs> dragon fruits. Can't even say it. It's so ridiculous. Um, it, it, this is a cool documentary. Um, I won't give away that much. There's not much to give away. I mean, it, there, there's they got a little scientific on you. I like, could tell right uh, from the trailers. Travis the trailers Rice was are, acting like a scientist. There was, was like, too what? much science. Too much science. Um, I thought the soundtrack was a little bit inferior to Art of oh, Flight. Oh, that's the best um, part. The soundtrack was good. The soundtrack was good. Um, I just didn't. I wasn't as impressed with it uh, as with Art of Flight. Uh, some of the footage is amazing. I don't want to undersell it. I mean, this is there. There's some there are some jaw dropping moments uh, in this documentary and some surprising uh, adversity. I would say in the documentary. So hmm. surprising uh, adversity. Surprising adversity. Um, not what you expect. So so yeah, it, it's not like a. It, it definitely keeps your attention the whole time through. Um, but yeah, I would say it's you know, Art of Flight set a pretty high bar. Uh, you know, one of the criteria we were talking about offline is how many times might you rewatch it? And you rewatch Art of Flight a gazillion times. 100 billion. Um, I probably won't rewatch this more than two or three times, I think, mm. ever. Um, Which is still amazing because you don't want to rewatch. I, I'm an, I'll rewatch I, this. At I some hate point. rewatching movies. Yeah, right. And, and, if well, I and, re- yeah. and that's why I feel like it should be ranked differently because these are a different type of movie. They're obviously a documentary, yeah, but like these set of, of films are just different okay in that they're, well you i'll know. give your rating system your, your i'm gonna give 
Derek Robinson normalized dragon fruits. A 95. All right. Steve Nicholas so avocado. The system gets a 95 out of Normalized out of dragon fruits are certified guac because I think it's hilarious. All right. That's great. Yes. That's great. I, I can't rank your, I can't, I can't like return that to you, but Please if don't. I could, it would be like, it would be, it would be patai colada. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so anything you want to add? You haven't seen it, so we can talk. No, about No, I literally more can't add seen. anything to okay. this segment. All right. So uh, next, uh, I also can't add anything to this part, but the West uh, Westworld, which is the new HBO drama on Sunday nights, mm-hmm. very quickly. I've heard it's good. Have you heard anything about it? I have heard nothing about it. Okay. So that's that. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so, so I mean, so I, I would say, please let us know if you watched the first yeah. episode. It um, looks good. I can say that. I've seen a tra- I've seen a trailer for it. It looks. Honestly, it's one of those shows. I actually do. I, I do know one thing about it. Okay. I read an article in Rolling Stones about it, and it's very trippy. It's like one of those, mm. ooh, what's going on? Like mm, okay. the humans are the bad guys type shows. And the final ep- the final line is like, it left me wondering, am I a robot? Hmm. And I don't like that. I don't like that either. I but... might be out on not knowing if I'm human or not. Right. I don't want to think, am I a robot? Neither do I. So we'll have to see if that's a. A concern. Yeah. That's a concern with this is show. Is it worth if thinking that? Is, is it worth questioning my right. reality? I don't think it is. No, I don't know. Especially during football season, like yeah, on Sunday right? nights, like I, I don't want to be a robot. I, there's, there's there's good enough games on Sunday nights that I don't have to like. I don't have to question my existence as yeah. a human. Yeah, I'd rather watch football and know I'm yeah. a human. Yeah, than watch Westworld and wonder if right. I'm a robot or a human. Right. Exactly. That's that's a very small tidbit that I All did right. read, but it made me nervous. So. Let us know if you also read that or if you can attest to that. If you or if you are a robot, robot. Yeah. and or think you're a robot. Right. Let us know if it's worth it. Wondering. Because yeah. those, those are trade-outs we need to know about. So mm-hmm. uh, so that could be on the docket coming up for Sunday shows. Uh, <laughs> next topic, you have uh, you mentioned something about a celebrity, I think. being uh, Yeah, so funny. a celebrity got robbed at gunpoint. Um, her name is Kim Kardashian. You may have heard of her. Hmm. The story is still kind of developing. It happened pretty recently within the past few days. Um, apparently these robbers, five people walked into this hotel and it's like a very, very high end hotel. Not even, you can't even search it on like Yelp or anything like that. And they held the, the concierge guy at gunpoint. Two guys went up. The concierge guy had to let them into the room and they tied her up, put her in the bathtub, took $10 million worth of jewelry. Her, her like wedding ring was the majority of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then made off and no one really knows who they are or there's no real leads right now. Um, so it's a very interesting story. There's a lot of details still to be found and it's, it's scary. Obviously she, she's very shaken up. Um, but a lot of questions to be, to be answered because it's almost yeah. like a movie plot. Like, yeah, these people knew what they were doing. Right. They knew she was in this hotel. They knew she had a lot of jewelry on her. They, you can't, I mean, you can assume that, but, you know, you don't yeah. pull something off like that without, without you, knowing. Yeah. Um, they knew that the guy they could hold up the guy. It was very, very interesting hmm. so far. And we don't know all the facts, but yeah, quite the celebrity drama. Yeah, wow. And yeah. And, and Kanye abrupted his concert mid mm-hmm. mid song uh, when he had heard about you know family emergency. So yeah, uh, developing story, but worth noting. Uh, very interesting there. So, Ten million dollars of $10 jewelry. Jewelry's a lot. It's a lot of jewelry. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I don't have that much jewelry. Neither do I. Neither do I. Close. So if they ask, if anyone asks if I have that much jewelry, I'll if say the no. cops come by and say, 
I said, no. Steve was just talking about how he didn't have $10 million worth of So it couldn't have been him. Um, so the accountant, we already talked about that. Yes, Worst bad movie, movie name. Yep. Not going to watch it. Who That's cares? It. Um, Next, moving on. Modern Family. Uh, this is just a tidbit. Modern Family hires a transgender actor. Um, will be one of the first transgender actors um, on major mm-hmm. um, syndicated television TV show. Um, and it kind of suits the, the show. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's a it The name is exactly what it is. Modern Family is a very progressive TV show. Right. A few gay families. Um, a, a lot of like family weird family dramas and, yeah. and very awkward situations that they just tackle yeah. which to their credit is, is what's they've, really needed. They've been doing it. And, they've been doing yeah. it. They do it well. Um, so I think the funny thing is it's a huge step forward for the transgender community, huge step forward for like America, but it's also like going to make their writing way easier. Yeah. Cause like they thrive yeah. off those weird, exactly. they're going to, that's going to be the first thing they talk about and they're going to talk about it a lot. Yeah. And it's yeah. gonna make for for very funny TV, yeah. I'm sure. And, so. and and I think it's a it's a good way. It, honestly, it is. It's a good way to breach topics like that. I think. I think it's a good way to to get it addressed. You yeah. know, you know, people are more comfortable with it. Almost, you yeah. know, if if it's written into a show they love, and you know, they they're they're used to things being you know delivered in these funny and like in humorous ways in Modern Family TV show and. You know, if they know how to deliver that stuff and they know how to attack that stuff, it's mm-hmm. what it's like you said. They've been doing it for years now, so um, yeah, yeah so, it's, a, it's a huge step forward. So, Modern Family was, I will admit, getting a little stale. They they thrive off the weird, awkward moments a yep. little too much for for well, I think it's five or six seasons now. Yeah, um, but I think this will not only get them back in the news and, and kind of get a buzz about Modern Family, mm-hmm. but should open up a few doors for the show, which is has you, a very great cast and, and very yeah, funny. Do writers. you know if the character is if that's like a new? Is that a focal point around this? Is there? Is it a? I don't know the. I just know if it's, it's the a fir- part of the story. You I know what I mean? I'm sure it's going to be a major factor. Right, I'm sure right. it's going to be very similar to like the 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 gay family right, and the adoption right. and like yeah. how that has become a major focus. Yeah, right, um, right. I think. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, that's it the does. type of TV right. show it is. But right, right. Um, cool. Yeah, could be interesting. Nice. Any other things you want to address in our stuff period? In the stuff period, I think I'm done addressing things. Okay, cool. So that means that we're in the final drive now, which you can address some, final more, drive. some more stuff. So do you want to address your stuff first? I'll address some stuff first. Okay. Let's go. Do it. Okay. So this is a very important topic for me. Um, I appreciate you guys paying attention for my final drive and listening to this whole show. Now I can talk about Honk Festival. So if you guys know what Honk, Honk Festival is, it's a, a festival in Boston. happens every year in October. Um, Derek and I went last year. We, we, I've, I've been going since college for the past like five or six years. Um, these crazy brass bands like tubas and trumpets and, and drums and, um, just these like wild instruments and, and they, they all congregate in Boston from all over, um, all over the world. Well, not all over the world, all over the country. And they play in Harvard for about four days. Sunday's the big important day. It's the final wrap up. We go in the morning um, these bands play all around Harvard Square, and there's these guys wearing tutus, and everyone's in costumes, and it's just so, it's such the antithesis of what we see in Boston every day that it's really nice to get out there and be like, wow, this is a very weird, crazy <laughs> festival, but everyone's having such a good time, and it's so fun. Like, it, it really is one of the better things I do in Boston. So if you do have time, it's this Sunday. Um, I would suggest, well, it starts Thursday. So if you, if you have any time in Harvard square, um, between Thursday and Sunday, but I would suggest going on Sunday morning, go to Harvard square, 
get, there's there's vendors. You get some cool. You get some nice food. You get some fried foods. You get some uh, awesome music. You get really funny people. Really unique experience in Boston. The Honk Festival this Sunday. I'll be there. Uh, a few of our other friends will be there. So um, Sunday from about 10 a.m. to 3 or 4. They play all day. They do a parade and then they rotate bands and it's a whole lot of fun. So um, that I would recommend. If you can't get to it this year, it happens every year and it's a lot of fun. The Honk Festival in Harvard Square, Cambridge. Cool, cool. Honk. It's very hipster. It's very cool. Very hipster, and, very uh, cool. Just like me. It was me. fun last year, exactly. So uh, my final drive is just a quick update uh, on the Celtics. We haven't talked about basketball. It's coming up soon, sneakily. It's in a couple weeks. Um, last week, I went to Celtics Open Practice, which is uh, for season ticket holders. It was basically the first look at the team, you know, Al Horford and all the you know, the rest of the guys that are coming back. Uh, not too much to report. It was just kind of a lightweight scrimmage, but uh, some big stuff from the young guys, guys like Marcus Martin, Terry Rozier, um, you know, Jalen Brown, the rookie. A lot of these guys, first year, second year, third year guys look like they've made some good strides. Uh, Marcus Smart's an electrifying athletic player and he's always had trouble scoring the ball and shooting the ball uh and it looked like his form you know that he had been preaching uh, to the media that his form was better that he fixed he reduced his form a little bit made it simpler uh it looked like it from what i saw in the first look at the practice there in the scrimmage so uh some promising signs uh looked like the you know team looked good young guys looked good we'll see what happens on october 26th they open up against the menacing brooklyn nets to see how they start the season. So I'm real excited. Celtics are number four in the NBA title odds. And have no percent chance to win. At winning. And Basketball's stupid. But I would I will say they have a nice future in about three years. They should be contending very strongly. Yeah. So when is the LeBron's retiring Le- in a few years? When LeBron becomes like thirty eight and the Spurs become like a hundred. So like twenty years. So like three years or so. Okay. So that's fine. Yeah. So that's yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be fun. So cool. That's that for episode thirty-seven. What We're a fun episode! Inching towards, inching closer to hundred every single. Week. What are we gonna do for hundred? I don't know. Jeez, that's that's hundred is. We have a few like weeks. We have a few weeks to decide. A couple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll decide soon. Yeah. We're coming up on the one year too. Do we? We should celebrate the one year. We'll celebrate the one year. I gotta figure. I don't actually don't even know the date. Offhand. It's be very easy to find. It's it was in November, so it's within the next month or so. Yeah. So I'm real excited. Yeah. One year party. We should throw a party. We'll have a one year party. Okay, cool. Cool. You're all invited. All right. Every single person who listens is invited. We should film it in a public place. I agree. With a lot of our friends. I agree. Yes. I agree. Cool. Cool. All righty. Sounds good. All righty. Sounds good. Episode 38. Bye. Bye. Later days.